Welcome to Table Flipping. I'm actress Taylor Mishak. And I'm writer Alyssa Littman. Join us as we sit down with guests to unpack how the fascinating, messy women of reality TV have shaped our lives. And of course, dish about Bravo, The Bachelor, and everything in between. Thanks Thanks for for listening. Friday, Alyssa. Happy Friday, Taylor. Oh my god. I feel like we got slammed with news last week the second we stopped recording. And now we have some new news this week as well, starting with a rumor that Miss Britney Spears might be sitting down for an interview with Oprah in the near future, which I love. Could not hear anything better. How unbelievably exciting would that be it would be just so spectacular because think of like it was oprah was already like doing her damn thing with Meghan markle who i like mildly cared about and i and then i like was so so invested after that interview i cannot imagine the oprah sitting down with the britney spears do we even deserve it i don't know if we do i just after what we've done i know (laughs) what did we I've been here this whole time, bitch. Speak for yourself. No, I don't know. We did give money to Britney in the zone, which some people think is bad. But we didn't know. You know, we're just trying to have fun and support her. And it's very confusing. Um, But, uh, yeah, I read an article that Britney feels like if anyone's going to tell her story, it should be her. And she, her, her preferred person to do it with is Oprah, which I think is really smart. I think Oprah could do a great job at that interview. And mm-hmm. she appreciates all the love and support that she's getting from her fans. And even just hearing that she receives that is, is so great and positive because she's in such a strange situation. And knowing that she is seeing all of this stuff is, like, awesome. You know? I, I think know, that's really I nice. Know. I know it feels really cool to know that she's like, oh my god, people care because you could trick yourself into thinking people don't. I mean, like, of course you would think that. That's we're all we all have horrible self esteem, and so to finally be like, no, Brittany, there's so many people out there who love you and care for you so much, and want you to be safe and happy, and also like want to know what's going on with you, really. Uh, man, and I just hope Oprah gets to do it. And if not Oprah, I just hope Brittany gets to do whatever version of telling her own story is. Um, and immediately and straight into my bloodstream, please. Yeah, Brittany. the article said that she hates interviews, which like totally understandable, especially after watching the documentary. So, mm-hmm. but she would, she feels like Oprah would be the person to do it with. So I feel like you know it's the interview of the decade, you know, personally. Oh my God, yeah. Oh my anyway. God. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> uh, also, n- news, news. What? insane whiplash is this j-lo a-rod <laughs> situation i've had do you remember anything ever being like like i know some celebrity couples are like on again off again but within hours of like a confirmed they've ended their engagement they're not even in the same city and there's all of this drama with a-rod like sliding into dms as we've covered on the pod and then like hours later for them to come out with a statement that's like actually we're still together and we're still strong makes me like scared of them does that make sense? They seem like they're already so superhuman. Like, J-Lo is a goddess. It's, like, matter-of-factly a goddess. And 
they're they're such a power couple that they're kind of saying like no we're so powerful we can't we have like a responsibility to stay together and it's like no you don't am i is this just all my projection like wh- how did how did you react no to it's this? very jay-z and beyonce like some people were suggesting mm. that they're you know their ties to each other were just too powerful which i which yeah. i totally understand in the jay-z and beyonce situation um i when this happened, I posted on Instagram very briefly that, like, <laughs> I can't believe that Bravo did this. Like, think about how yeah. many people actually know what Southern Charm is. Like, not that many when you're traveling in the J-Lo and A-Rod world. And so it's, like, so insane that all these Instagram accounts that we love <laughs> we track that were, like, doing all the sleuthing and figured all this shit out – um, they did this. I mean, really, we did this, oh, yeah. guys. Yeah, we were very was, powerful. It was us. Shep was on Watch What Happens Live with Andy and was like, it's so crazy to see our show on, like, Us Magazine and People Magazine on covers. He's like, that's just, we haven't, like, reached that level yet. And so to see it for this is uh, weird. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I what I take away from this is, like, don't fuck around with Madison. You know, like, she is powerful like mm, do not come clearly. for her A-Rod and J-Lo I guess now are quote-unquote taking it slow it's kind of getting to the point where there's like so many updates that I'm not that I'm like losing track of it and not caring as much because it was like a big mm-hmm. splash and then now it's like I don't know get your shit together guys either be together with an open relationship or just go your separate ways I I can't yeah I can't follow this min- minute to minute I'm also just bitter that uh, I guess I wouldn't have been happy no matter the situation, but it was so fun and shocking and juicy and like high stakes. And I like relished telling people that they broke up and I was like texting people and I was like, Tony, can you believe it? And he was like, yeah, I don't care. And then to so quickly be like, nope, never mind. I know. I know. I know. He's useless. But then to so quickly be like, oh, never mind. It's not. I was like, oh, why couldn't you give it to me for the weekend? Why couldn't I have it just for the weekend? But no. So. Yeah, I'm a little over it too now, but I'm also just really intimidated by the entire the entire thing. Uh, and then and speaking of last, breakups, yeah, our last piece. No, of news. I'm gonna do it, Alyssa. No, Alyssa, do it, I'm gonna do, do, it, it. do it, do it, do <laughs> it. Tinsley Mortimer of Real Housewives of New York, or formerly of Real Housewives of New York, has ended her engagement to the Coupon King. Oh Hold for gasps. Ugh. so sad it's like you know I love Tinsley I loved her on our TV I think she's a fantastic housewife I think she's really fun to watch she's like extremely cringy and you know not everyone is a fan of hers but she brings it she always keeps it interesting for sure and just to see her after all that she left behind to be with the coupon king like not have you know even just a baby and a divorce I would have taken yeah that's what I was gonna say I wish that she just had the baby and then it ended as like someone needs to jizz on her frozen eggs like we just need to use the frozen (laughs) eggs someone just irresponsibly come inside her get her pregnant by mistake she just needs a baby give her a baby Give her a baby. Please, come on. Her and her crazy mom. Get in there. (sighs) Well, there you go. It's so tough. I don't know if she's going to be okay. But my thing is, like, she's so rich and she's so pretty. 
Like, she should just marry, like, a 32-year-old or something and then just have a baby right away. And they don't have to be rich or anything. Just be hot and loyal just and excited a 32 to be with year her. Old. The way you say that is, like, and then you just go out and get a coach bag. Like, you go yeah. out and you get a 32-year-old. But, yeah, you could if you're her. Go do it. I think it's a great plan. Yeah. I, I'm here yeah. for it. Anyway, sad stuff. <laughs> All right, let's talk about The Bachelor. What did you think? What did you think of the whole new format? Okay, this was obviously a sort of long and at times slow, at many times sad and awkward, um, and and no matter what, entirely different finale. And in general, it was just, it was kind of a bummer with the exception for me of my new celebrity crush, Emmanuel Acho. I loved him more than I really expected. I was just like, okay, yeah, I remember reading about him being the host temporarily and it's going to be great. I think that he really rose to the occasion um, and dare I say really weird occasion and he filled Chris Harrison's shoes and then some by, I think, really honoring everything cheesy about The Bachelor. Mm -hmm. Like, very much honoring it, not getting too tongue-in-cheek, like, not making fun of all of those, like, silly, cheesy, like, uber-romantic pillars of the show. While also completely taking it to the next level in terms of, like, very real and hard-hitting questions and, more importantly, observations. Like, he had a perspective on the show that I think added value. Like, even in just the basic conversations about, like, the romance between when he's talking to the women and talking to Matt and then, like, was, I think, incredibly helpful and, like, uh, just a great trustworthy uh, sounding board for everything that was talking about race. I loved him, Alyssa. I could go on for days. Do you love that he's a former Eagle? I I didn't even know that. I knew he was a former football player. He's a former Eagle? I think so, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Wow, then he could be on my hall pass list, technically. Tony should allow it. (laughs) Wait, what kind of logic is that? Like, you're allowed to be happy if I hooked up with a former Eagle? Like, wouldn't that be okay? I'm going to bring this back to getting Matisse Steibel on this podcast then, because (laughs) if that's acceptable, then what the fuck are we doing? Like, let's let's pull out all the stops. I mean, let's get the Sixers on the pod. I don't know what we've been waiting for. (laughs) You're right. You're right. You're right. Oh, man. That's pretty good. What did you think? Of the whole episode. Uh, Okay, so I thought it was very interesting that Matt got so freaked out about getting engaged seemingly after talking to his mom. And I I totally identify with this idea of, like, I'm an adult. I can make my own decisions. But if my mom, like, seriously disapproves of something – like, Matt's mom was basically like, look, love is – going to be bad like that's just the trajectory of every relationship sure you feel like you're in love now but look what your dad did to me he ruined my life and he was like oh shit I guess I don't want to be part of that and then he just got cold feet which was really interesting to watch um it's also it's would not be I have to mention him groping his mom's knee during this entire conversation (laughs) did you notice that it was too much it was too much i know other people saw it i've seen it on the internet he's really touching his mom's leg really a lot and it was weird (laughs) it was weird his mom was weird she gave me strange vibes um his brother seemed fun I don't know. I liked his brother. Yeah. Like, I, I would hang with his like, brother for sure. I'm here to ask the hard questions. Like, are you know, are you in love with my brother? And it was like, oh, this is nice. I think it's cool that someone's like a little bit protective of him. That was great. 
Um, to your point, I think that, you know, I know a lot of people are annoyed and it's annoying when this happens. Matt's not the first person to be like, oh, no, I'm not ready to propose to somebody yet. And you're like, did anybody tell you about the show? Did anybody tell you how the show works? <laughs> you freaking idiot. How, how do you what do you mean? You're not ready to propose. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But if it came more so from this this place of connecting with his mom and having hopes that she would meet the girls in a different sort of light and like have a different response. Then I get that. Like it seems a little bit more like it came from that conversation and that relationship than necessarily him having that baggage or cold feet the entire time. Yeah. Um, I see so what you're saying. So that's fine. That's better than him just always being like, oh, no, I was never going to propose. Like, if he was kind of like, yeah, I was really expecting to do it, and then I ended up talking to my mom, and now I'm feeling fucking weird, and it would not be right, and yada, yada. <laughs> fine. Okay. You accept that. That's good to know. I accept that. I accept that. I've been stewing over being, like, mad at him, because once I watched that whole – I was like, oh, okay, now this – you're this is you're, – you're, you're basically – Failing at your job. You were given one job. And then to be like, nah, I, I just want her to be my girlfriend. Of course you want her to be your girlfriend. Fuck off. Like, ugh. Whatever. Uh, there was what he's just a hot mess. There was a moment when they when he went on a date with I think it was Michelle and they were rappelling off the building, which is terrifying. And he's like, Here I go. And he just leaps back. And the guy who's in charge of the rappelling goes, No, 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 no. <laughs> Yeah, and mm-mm, I'm like, oh, mm-mm. that's not what you want the guy in charge of the repelling to be saying. You, no, you don't want to no. no, 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 as you're doing something. Take the stairs, Matt James. Just take the stairs. You don't need to be repelling down the goddamn building. That's sort of how I feel about the whole season, to be honest with you. And then I felt like after the final rose, I mean, we knew what happened. Like the vibe was off. It was not the news had sort of overshadowed the finale, so I felt like it undercut. Yeah what we were going to watch in the finale. Um, It was interesting to see Michelle, like, so devastated that she couldn't talk to him again. But I hope watching this back for her, she sees that, like, this is – he's not thinking. You know, like, he can't put himself Mm -hmm. in your shoes. Like, he doesn't understand what – that you needed closure from that. He just doesn't know how to handle – these situations and then I totally agree with you I feel like Emmanuel was really great um he in some parts seemed a little bit like he was doing a Chris Harrison impression which I sort of appreciated (laughs) like he was taking the same pauses that Chris Harrison would take um maybe Mm -hmm. someone just coached him to do that yeah Um, yeah I did feel like he was a little bit more, like, straightforward sometimes about the devastating nature of this process because he said to both of the women, you may never see Matt again. (laughs) And I was like, wait. You may (laughs) never see this man ever again. So what are you going to say? It's like, oh, damn. That is – you're being dramatic, Emmanuel. (laughs) Yeah. um, No, but I thought he did a great job, and I really – I thought it was really nice and important to hear like the pressure that Matt felt being the first black bachelor. And then also not only that, but like having that, having this process be the first time he ever interacted with the show. I have like a little bit more empathy for him and what, and the bad Mm. choices that he made. And (laughs) I just want to say like, we don't hate him. I just feel like this season was like a complete clusterfuck for many reasons, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, 100%. But I'm excited Um, about Michelle. That's, that's so cool. I know. I was going to ask you if you think that, Michelle will have basketball themes in her season and how hyped you are for that. If she doesn't, more producers need to be fired. Like, (laughs) I don't know what we're doing having a D1 athlete. I think she's D1. Like, an an elite 
female athlete as the bachelorette and she's not gonna ball but we're gonna let madison who's like dad put her on the college team ball for a second like come on we gotta see her putting up some yeah shots i think especially season. that she went out on that uh, romantic matching basketball jersey scene yeah. i think that they're gonna replay that till the cows come home i think they're gonna lean into that being her scene i think they're gonna do this like basketball sort of vibe for her and i think they're gonna do more of the sex kitten like funny girl for katie um yeah and i just this like back-to-back bachelorette moment is uh is gonna be overwhelming i think how are they gonna find so many stupid guys Uh, (laughs) just kidding they're easy don't worry they'll do it (laughs) they'll manage somehow they'll figure it out um but yeah pretty exciting stuff i'm glad it's over um me too should we talk about atlanta yeah, let's talk about it. How do you feel about seeing Cynthia's wedding on camera? Uh, stressed. But <laughs> I will say that I I was, like, always annoyed by it, as I've made very evident on the pod. But I, it made me feel a little good or, like, a little vindicated to have her at the beginning of this episode be so upset that the press was coming for her of ha- for having the wedding. I was like, thank you. I'm glad that this you are this is making you feel bad <laughs> because the the complete ignorance and like egocentric like way she was talking about it in previous episodes made me just want to scream at the TV and getting to see that she was hurt and bummed out by feeling criticized for choosing to have a super spreader wedding made Mm -hmm. me feel a little bit less like I had to scream I was like okay so someone is someone got to her I could okay so someone got to her um and then other than that I kind of let myself forget about it for a second there was some scenes from the wedding that I was like oh fun (laughs) yeah for Uh, sure what did you think of the fashions oh wow so listen I don't love like a completely like bedazzled or stoned wedding gown often. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I didn't love this one, but I will say that it seemed expensive. And I normally don't think that about like really bedazzled, glittery, crazy shit. I don't know. There was some, Maybe it was just because it was tailored or maybe it's just because it wasn't like the 15th Panina Tournée that I've seen on Say Yes to the Dress. But I was like, oh, this looks like detailed and like not like it's like the cheapest thing ever but you're laughing so am I wrong (laughs) no I totally agree with you because I was I had the same reaction where I thought look she's she's beautiful and she's a model so I feel like she can rock almost anything she's wearing um I didn't love the veil being so beaded it looked Mm, sort mm. of like a like a babushka covering or something um yeah but I did also have the reaction like maybe I'm an idiot and this is fucking couture I don't know it did seem like there was a lot of hand designed beading and we're just like too poor to understand so (laughs) yeah that's what I, I make did of love it. in her when she entered. This was really the only fun moment I was thinking of. But when she uh, opens the doors to go down the aisle, everybody erupted like she was fucking Ariana Grande coming out of a stage. <laughs> I was like, I I had not seen that at least in my memory of like seeing the bride and the people just being like whoa and clapping and like freaking <laughs> out. I loved that. I'm like low key gonna request that if I get married. That would be so tight. Uh, so I thought that was a really good time. Also, what if I just like awkwardly did that at your wedding and no one else, everybody else's vibe is just like a gentle tear and like being quiet. And I was like, woo, go bitch, you look amazing. <laughs> yeah, I've come to think of it. I don't think I've ever seen anyone do that. But this is also her second 
wedding on this show and her third wedding. So I think her family's mm. like, she finally got a good one. Fuck yeah. You know, yeah. So that's great. Yeah, it's a different, it's literally a victorious vibe. Like, yeah. you finally did it. <laughs> uh, and I would be remiss not to mention Eva's, like, six foot tall hairdo was, I, I just want to know how she did that. Like, is there, is is it all just her hair wrapped around one, like, piece of wire or something? Do you know the do that I'm talking about? Yeah, I it was like a very vertical ponytail that never came down, right? Yes. It was, yeah. it, her, it completely defied gravity. Like, she looked stunning, but it also looked so, like, avant-garde and, like, really, it was just, like, so, and it looked, made her look very long, but it was just, you couldn't not notice her anytime she was even, like, sort of in a scene. I was like, oh, my god. They also were just, like, shading her, like, Cynthia's friend, and I'm like, she was on this show for so yeah, long. Yeah, she was a real housewife, though. Yeah. Uh, and had to leave for very legitimate reasons, so we'll allow it. Um, yeah, but for please sure. tell me how you did your hair. I want to know more about it. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, oh, I wanted to ask. Okay, I there <laughs> earlier in the episode pre-wedding, uh, a bunch of the women are getting together and making fun of the way that Portia walks, and did it in like a very teasing, like fun manner of just like walking and sticking her butt out, and. I think that doing physical impersonations of your friends is a real, you're getting into real dangerous, like, comedy territory. That's great if you have a real specific take, but it could also, like, hurt your feelings. But it reminds me of uh, one of my really good friends who is also an avid listener of the podcast. Her name is Lily. She did my, in my senior year of college, it, like, somehow came up in a conversation. She was like, I actually do have a pretty good, like, Taylor walk. Oh, no. And I was like, I... (laughs) a what like a walk like you don't of course but one doesn't like think that they have a walk or a talk or any of those things so I was like okay and then she did her walk in front of me of being me and it was so 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 funny but it's also completely changed the way that I like see my body like from that day forward I was like oh I do have a walk and it would it was exactly the opposite of Portia and that I don't move my butt at all oh, no. like like my hips and my butt like somehow like float across, like are have absolutely no movement and the way that Lily showed me I did it I w- it was very eye-opening has I, anybody ever done an impersonation of you before <laughs> I well at first I have to say I've walked many places with you and I don't think that you have a strange walk or any like I wouldn't be able to impersonate it so wow that's that's uh, nice that's refreshing I mean I do think it it was uh, she was doing a heightened version for me for sure and there's definitely also someone who'd been around me so 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 much but it's still and I do think it's a little true everybody has like a specific thing to their gait I guess uh but yeah next time we're walking together I'll walk a little ahead of you and you could check me out Okay. I, it's probably because I walk so fast that you will never be walking in front of me. <laughs> I walk that, like it's yeah. an emergency all the time. Like I lost my parents in a mall or something like that. Yeah. I appreciate that though because I'm a fast walker. So you and I were like together in Vegas hustling oh, around, yeah, yeah, which yeah, I appreciate. True, true. Um, <laughs> no one's ever really done impressions of me, but what I do get a lot is like someone will be like, you know who you look like? And then I I'll get my hopes up that it's going to be someone gorgeous and it's always someone uh, mediocre. <laughs> and like, <laughs> like, for example, I went one time I went into the Apple store. I'll never forget this. And I was like wearing something that was similar to I think her name's the character's name is Sloan, Ferris Bueller's girlfriend in Ferris Ooh. Bueller's Day Off. And yeah. I was like, it's so feel myself. I think it was like a jacket with fringe. And I go in. 
and they're like, oh my god, you know who you look exactly like? That actress from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And I'm like, oh, the Sloane. And they're like, no, his sister, Jennifer Grey. And I was like, oh, Jennifer Grey pre-nose job. Thanks so much. I really appreciate that. <laughs> I was like, to be like, Alyssa, she's hot too. But that's very funny. <laughs> no, but I mean, she is hot. Like, obviously, she's beautiful. Like, dirty dancing, you know, whatever. No shade to, like, But to nose. be compared. Yeah, you want to like, hear Sloane. It's you just like, come on. Sloan. That's not the one that I thought you were going to say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just feel like don't compare anyone to anything and don't show them what they look like. And there is a, such a thing as too much feedback. Like, that's all. <laughs> um, I feel like this was True. a great episode for Portia. Her, she was saying that she would show up to the wedding even if her ex-husband was there was very nice. And then, like, just watching this heartbreaking conversation with her and Dennis and mm-hmm. watching her really stand up for herself and also say, which I thought was really special to hear, that she would never impact – her ex's relationship with her daughter because she didn't grow up with the dad Mm -hmm. and that like takes a lot to really put yourself in that situation with someone you used to be romantic partners with you know so Mm -hmm. I don't know I just think Portia's a really special housewife and she's doing a great job and I really feel for her I know and to be doing all of that and also be delivering just the funniest lines in the entire show and in a show that is very funny uh, is just very impressive. So she does deserve all the Real Housewives awards, 100%. Yeah, for sure. And she's got a great booty, so, you know. Yeah, if I had that walk- booty, I'd walk with it out, too. <laughs> she <laughs> oh knows what God. she's doing. It's not an accident. Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of great booties, yes. Real Housewives of New Jersey this week. Oh, my gosh. Please tell us your take on Jennifer Aiden because I think it's so funny. Okay. First of all, you're psychic because last week you were like, we need to dedicate time to talking about their butts. And then this week they did dedicate time to talk about their butts, which I loved. Uh, (laughs) I love Jennifer Aiden. She, you know, not my favorite housewife across the board, you know, for sure. But in this episode, very first scene, she is barbecuing an obscene amount of meat. Like, nondescript, couldn't tell you what it was, even as a meat lover that I am, for like 15 of her kids who are so annoying and then her father who is now living with her and like complaining about his issues with her mother and then her sister shows up and also is of no help while she's like making everybody all this food nobody's goddamn helping her and it is just like the quintessential like mom that is spread too thin that has all of these hungry mouths around her and it's like oh that seems stressful then you smash cut to the end of the episode where this girl gets so blackout drunk <laughs> I almost took out my phone and called 911 like I was like do I need to call someone this person on my TV is so 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 drunk but it's like and her husband carries her out puts her in a beautiful sports car and drives her home and I'm like that's the kind of range I like to see from a housewife I want to see you go from feeding all of those fucking family members to blacking out in the pool I think Thank you, Jennifer. It's so funny. I didn't even think about, like, I thought those th- scenes separately were very funny, but when you put them together like that, I was like, she needs this. Leave her alone, Margaret. Yes, like, yeah. Let her it's smash her face on the tile. Yes. Oh, my God. And it was, she was so, and she showed up like, I'm going to get fucking wasted. They pour her a shot and she did, she was already so drunk that she tried to do like a goofy bit where she pretended to not see the shot and she looks like a drunk pirate. She's like, what is that? I can't even see it. It's so small. And she's trying to close one eye, but loses her balance. And it's like, okay, Jack Sparrow, calm down. This is crazy. 
Uh, um, but so I loved that. And it was a yeah wonderfully uh, juxtaposed to last season when her husband had to be carried yes. out of a party. Like they, you just take turns getting carried out of the party. And as long as somebody is safe at home and can help you throw up, it's totally fine. Yeah, I was like, I went through 10 emotions when we were watching this because some of the other housewives were like, oh, God, this is bad. I'm worried. I'm really worried. We have to get her out of here. And I was like, is this going to be another alcoholism fucking storyline on one of uh, these shows? And I was like, is it okay? Should I be upset? I don't know. And then she just went down on the ground and then all three men carried her out. And I was just cackling. I was like, this show is the fucking best. Like, these women are awesome. It's um, so, so funny. And then to see Melissa come out in her, like, unbelievable yes. bathing suit and she, like, drunkenly tottered out and was like oh my god is she going home crazy and (laughs) I was like god I want to party with you guys so hard she's like okay bye bye Aiden's I thought that was so funny (laughs) I just love these women they're just so much fun to watch and like so I mean that is I would say I am that kind of drunk like when I party too hard, I just go down on the floor and then someone has to carry me out of the party. Oh my are you God. what kind of like too drunk are you? I I before I get to like a needing to be carried out, I get to like a very annoying space. Like one of the more annoying drunks I've been where I where I blacked out for sure. I have no memory of this, but I was dressed up uh, for Halloween as Dustin from Stranger Things. So I was like in basically full drag dressed up as a boy. I had blackout on my teeth, ironically, (laughs) and I got so drunk at the Halloween parade. I like turned to Tony and I was like, I need to go home. I need to be taken home now. And it was like. De- definitely late. I wasn't a total loser. And Tony's like, all right, cool. We have to uh, we have to walk somewhere outside of the parade to get an Uber. And I, I guess I would walk like eight feet and then I would stop and be like, "I where is the Uber? And Tony's like, you have to walk to a different. He's like explaining to me over and over and over again. Oh, no. And then I go home. I remember waking up in the bathroom, still completely dressed as Dustin, like curled next to the toilet. And there's like a plate with toast next to me, Alyssa. It's so sweet he like clearly like was there with me the whole night but then I eventually I'm sober and I crawl into the bed and I woke him up and I was like hey I'm so sorry I'm so sorry I hope I didn't ruin the night I hope nothing was bad and he was like it's okay man I love you but I fucking hate Dustin, man. That that was an annoying time for you when oh, you were no. dressed up as Dustin. So I uh, I think that is my answer for what kind of blackout I am. It's just annoying. I wish that I would just like cutely hit the floor and need to be carried out like a damsel in distress. I don't know if she was a damsel in distress. I would say she was more like a fish out of water trying to gasp for air or something. I don't know. Yeah. I, I have a similar Halloween story, which we have a picture that we can actually post on the Instagram. I dressed up as um, Scarlett Johansson from Lost in Translation because I love Sofia Coppola. And I got so drunk that I thought you could mix liquors that were the same color. So I was drinking vodka and then I was like, (laughs) rum is clear. And I started drinking rum and then I went back to vodka and then someone gave me gin. And I was like, they're all the same color. It doesn't matter. And there's a picture of me. When I get drunk, I will put my face on anything like prime covid you know, getting area. Um, I just put my face on like an outdoor table at like a restaurant that was open very late in Venice called Munchies that is now closed. Um, And then I do this drunk walk where I sort of like half bend over while I'm walking. It's like my head is like a battering ram and I just zoom home as fast as I can. (laughs) 
That I can see. That yeah. I can definitely It's like see. I'm more aerodynamic if I'm parallel to the ground. When yeah, I'm it's like because you're focusing. Your brain, you become like so one-track-minded that you're just like, and now I'm walking, and I'm walking home. If I get there faster, I'll be able to lay down. It's just like if you go as fast as you can. That yeah. is funny. Oh, I did oh, want to talk about for a brief second just to fuck everyone up who lives in L.A. I don't know how many people who listen to this live in L.A. or outside of L.A., but let's just – Let's just uh, let you in on our world for a second. So Jennifer Aiden's house in Paramus uh, has mm-hmm. been bragged about quite a bit on this show. I believe there's a half-court basketball uh, in her, like, you know, basement or something. She has many, many thrones. She's bragged about having 16 toilets. There's a waterfall. There's a pool. She has the best view of the sunset in New Jersey. Um, how much do you think that house costs? Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, uh, how many baths? You said there's like 16 toilets? Yes. I want that to be, I mean, like a, what, 10, 15 million dollar home? Am I crazy? It costs, they bought it for 1.4 million (gasps) dollars. live in LA I would just invite you to look on Zillow in any neighborhood you've ever heard of in Los Angeles and see that 1.4 million dollars is like sort of the bare minimum you need to live in LA oh my god you can't get a toilet for 1.4 million dollars let alone 16 and a basketball court and a pool with a waterfall one bedroom one bathroom bungalow in Venice listed for 1.4 million dollars right now and it's probably next door to me to be honest like I that just like really shook my whole world Oh, my God. Alyssa, we got to move there, and then we got to say we're from this area. Yes. We got to be like, we're new to the area, but now we live in this area. So (laughs) we have mansions now, and we're just going to start wearing rompers and be from New Jersey. Yeah. And get better butts. Oh, my God. That's devastating information. I'm upset you told me that. Um, Oh, my God. It's so funny. Uh, Like we always say, L.A. is a nightmare. Um, Do you want to talk about these losers that tried to fight the Gorgas real quick? Oh, I can't even I don't even want to fucking first of all, the Gorgas whole energy, particularly Melissa's like straight up turned me on this episode. <laughs> like it's not foreign to us to see any of these women like ready to fight and like ready to take a stance. But they both like looked really hot in this like pool party energy. And then we're just like ready to fucking throw down with this couple that was so gross like mm-hmm. that guy's head I don't know how you can have. He reinvented the term or the execution of a comb over. It's greasy. It's weird. He's disgusting. And both of them as a couple, just the weird knockoff version of uh, of a shitty New Jersey couple. Really? Ugh, gross. Blech, blech. What did you think? Um, I felt like just seeing Joe Gorga's energy versus that guy's energy, like that guy backed down so fucking fast. Like he was just not equipped to even have like a verbal argument with Joe Gorga because he'll just straight up like punch you and tackle you into the pool. And yeah, I, I did enjoy, there was a previous episode where this real estate woman was wearing sort of like a Popeye zip up jumper sailor onesie with long sleeves like did you catch that a couple episodes ago when she was with Teresa yeah 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 um so I do like seeing those fashions however (laughs) I she also backed down very fast I was like if you're gonna go toe-to-toe like you better bring it if you're gonna audition for the show like 
give us your mm-hmm. best. Don't just like immediately be like, oh, I don't know. It's between our husbands. Like, fuck you, bitch. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. She somehow had time to put like so many gold rings into her braid, but then was like, I only want to be on camera for a second. I can't handle this. I'm a B character. I don't want to be anything else. <laughs> it's like, then move over. Uh, yeah, that was so silly, but also really just nice to showcase the Gorgas in the fucking best form, I think. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I did Google what growing with Gorga is, and apparently Joe Gorga is a real estate mogul and business entrepreneur outside of the show, and he gets paid to talk about, you know, expanding your real estate empire, I I suppose. It seems like it's just his Instagram, like, inspirational quotes come to life, essentially. Mm-hmm. I you would probably pay for that. You see him say it in a arena. It's also in New Jersey, so it's probably, like, $5, to be honest with yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's go to that. He'll tell us how to buy our Paramus mansions. Yeah. Like, done. Easy. It's right in front of us, Alyssa. It's it's within our grasp. <laughs> so crazy. Um, so I'm glad we, like, wrapped that up. Should we talk about – let's talk about Summer House. Yeah. Okay. I really am having a tough time watching Kyle. I just really dislike Kyle. I was already annoyed that this, like, he, you, he thinks his job, he thinks he's, like, the president of the United <laughs> Nations. Like, he's, like, my work. It's, I have this really important call, the most important call of my career, and I'm, he's constantly complaining about his work, and it's, like, cool it bro you literally run a like canned spritzer company it's like you're fine your your job is not more important than truly anyone else in the houses like i don't buy it and so this like pumping himself up the whole time about his job was getting so annoying to me and just when he was like really really on my nerves he has this sit down with hannah where he just completely manipulates her in the most obviously hypocritical way with pointing his finger like, well, whenever I criticize you, because Holt, you're allowed to criticize her. You're allowed to do that. Uh, he goes, you attack me back. It's like, oh, what's the difference? What's the difference between criticizing and attacking? So when you're criticizing, it's because you're just like this big man with a job. You have like a job so you can give people notes and criticism. But then if she gives you anything back, it's her attacking you because she's an emotional woman who it like runs. He goes, oh, go do your podcast. You go do a podcast, Kyle, you fucking idiot. So much work. <laughs> Like, I don't I, like, please shut up. So it's just like I didn't have as much fun watching this episode because I was just so over him and he gets so much screen time. And I also am really I really, really love his fiance. And so it's hard for yeah. me to uh, understand why they're together. And I just dislike him. Such a classic like. I love my friend so much and I just don't really agree with the person she's with and I can't really say anything about it anymore because I keep getting in trouble situation. Yeah. And I yeah. I feel like we've all been there a couple times on either side of that. It's tough. Um, I also felt like just watching Hannah try to be honest about how she felt and just having it not be received I think was really triggering and it's especially triggering if you have a really complicated relationship with your dad, which I totally understand. And I think it kind of was shitty that everyone was making fun of her attempting to, like, make peace with Kyle afterwards because Mm. she's going through some shit. I mean, like, Luke is still here. That wasn't so long ago. She's, like, disinvited from one of her good friend's weddings. 
I don't know, man. I, I just feel for her. I think, like, even if she didn't handle everything perfectly, like, when you're someone's friend, you have to realize that they need you, you know? And, and you have to hear yeah. that. So, yeah. And you have to throw up a, a white flag eventually. There's just some battles that you need to pick. It also really sucks. I feel like if I was in her position, there are so many every every topic that is coming up that's a point of contention would make me emotional and then to have the people that I'm arguing with use my emotions against me yeah. and claim that I am like less my argument means like I'm just like being emotional quote unquote would be really frustrating it's it that would feel so 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 hard to deal with and to try and navigate like getting their trust back that you didn't deserve to lose in the first place um and I did feel like that sort of quick, you know, Kyle, you're the man uh, throwing up of the white flag was, yeah, not perfect, but also gave me like a sigh of relief. And I hope was just it served as like that same therapeutic moment for her and is nice to see. And, it's you know, also, we see a lot of fights. So to see a makeup is nice. Yeah. Like I also it also just strikes me that, you know, whenever the guys in the house are going through some shit like not this season, obviously, but last season, you know, Carl's been pretty immature and has made some bad decisions that affected everybody. And same with Kyle, frankly. And everyone's like, that's just how they are, you know? But when Hannah's having a similar tough time, I mean, everyone has their, like, hot-button issues that they have a hard time, like, you know, doing the right thing or being totally, like, intellectual about. And that's fine. Mm -hmm. That's part of what being a human is. They're like, oh, Hannah's being so difficult. It's like, why don't you guys... Why do you give the boys so much leeway? I just don't understand. I think that yeah. is really very challenging as far as, like, having your friends be there for you. Yeah. I uh, I also thought the, uh, the Lindsay breakup was interesting because I think it's so funny. All in the same breath, we could be like, oh, everybody is, like, you know, ripping apart Hannah for being too emotional. And then Lindsay ends up, like, finally breaking it off with Steven. And people are like, why aren't you more upset? You should be more upset for after this phone call. And it's like, this has been a long time coming. And when can anybody, when can you do it right? Like, it's you're either not crying enough or you're crying too much. Like, you just can't fucking win. Uh, I'm pretty uh, mad at the editors for tricking us into thinking that Lindsay definitively slept with Luke, which it appears she did not. And I'm upset and I feel similar to The Bachelor about it. <laughs> well, I will say, though, that the editors had how do you not just take that softball of a moment of because these <laughs> we watch these women get a DM from an Instagram psychic <laughs> and that in and of itself hilarious already a spectacular plot and then read this hookup theory between the two um luke and Lindsay, and just immediately start reacting to it as though it is fact in the most embarrassing way it looks very fun and honestly if i was there i would have done the exact same thing but watching it from my couch i was like girls don't stop it stop it right now do not act like this is fact but if you're an editor of summer house you got to be like oh golden nugget here i go i'm gonna take out this word take out this word boom Luke hooked up with Lindsay. Already hooked up with Lindsay, but as also, you know. I mean, do you see what's happening with them? Oh, yeah, exactly. It's yeah. just like, I, I just know this girl. These are my guys. Like, that's the girl, you know? Or it's like, oh, no, mm -hmm. these are like my guys. Like, I would never, except I would with all of them, you know? Like, <laughs> and 
<laughs> like the second it's like what's are you okay like what's wrong like do you want to talk Please about it guys. it's like stay away from the the guy who has already fucked two of the girls in the house and you're friends with some of them like don't do that that it's not mm-hmm. a good that's not good you know womanship i don't even care if you're friends <laughs> like <laughs> just don't do that you're living together i don't just know don't do it yeah no I, I preach 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 hmm crazy did you have any other summer thought summer thoughts house did you have any more summer thoughts house Alyssa? um uh, no i don't think so i'm excited <laughs> to see what this fight is next week it looks like some security guards come in because they're wearing covid masks you know yeah 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 and to see luke be like i don't fucking like you and i think it's about kyle makes me so happy i want somebody <laughs> to fucking scream at kyle i am yeah. over him i was like um, me neither luke and i also loki hate luke but anybody who go, like i he's the lesser of two weevils at this point yeah Oof. i'm really thinking about like all the men on vanderpump summer house and southern charm and it's like a tough hang you know <laughs> Yeah, not a good roster in terms of good guys. <laughs> I'll tell you that. We really do watch for the women. I'm just realizing now yeah. it's like not bullshit. Like that's really what this podcast is about and it's so true. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. Again, preach, please. All right, let's do 90 uh, Day. Let's do 90 Day. And just as we say we're here for the women, let's dissect Rebecca's pigtails. <laughs> <laughs> and also Stephanie's pigtails. And Stephanie's pigtails. With Harris. Yes. She went on a date with Harris. She poured herself a goblet of wine. Like, to the tippy top had no shame about it. And was like, keep pouring. <laughs> I don't know. I'm scared of her. Uh, I don't. Is there any circumstance in which, except for at a Britney Spears pop-up, it's acceptable for a grown woman to wear pig- pigtails? What a quick save. What a quick, quick save, except for at a Britney Spears pop up. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess I've been I've gone on record liking uh, Marge's from Real Housewives of New Jersey, Margaret's. Um, and I I but I can't I can't stand by the 90 day pigtails because they are absolutely horrendous. It's of the painful, embarrassing things to watch on this show. The pigtails on these two women were were like top five, like yeah. absolutely hor- horrific. So I guess the answer is no, unless you're like, unless you're just really in the throes of a tumultuous relationship with someone with a large language barrier, um, <laughs> and you and you are craving some Sauvignon Blanc. That's the only time. And you also seem time. to be on like many pills. And also, like, yeah, probably a lot yeah. of injections from whatever medical establishment you're running, which I'm still very concerned about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just yeah, feel like even just much. doing nothing to your hair would be better than pigtails. Yeah, it's not uh, it, It's not a sexy look, ladies. It's not. You just leave your hair down. Like, uh, <laughs> Stephanie, you're at the beach. Just, like, let it relax. And, Rebecca, you don't need another reason to have a headache. And those pigtails were tight and high. She looked like a cartoon. Uh, and it was for a very sad episode for Rebecca. It's not like Rebecca was, like, having a fun time. At least Stephanie was, like, getting drunk in Belize on the beach. <laughs> like, Steph- my fucking Rebecca is, like, having some real, real obstacles and is, like, visiting her daughter who just broke her foot. And they're talking about Ozia and might be scamming her. And she's, like, her brow is all furrowed and she's so frustrated and tired. All the while has these high, high, high pigtails. And how do you, as your, if you're the daughter, you got to be like, mom. Mom, stop it. Stop it right now. But that also didn't happen. That I guess obviously she has bigger like, fish doesn't to fry. work. 
on anything that Rebecca does. Yeah. I think she, her daughter's constantly like, mom, stop it. Stop bringing men over from other countries and mar- and marrying them for a visa and then paying for them for years later. <laughs> like, and, you know, so if that's not going to work, I don't know. And while you're at it, take your goddamn hair down, mom. You look ridiculous. Ugh. But yeah, it's just too much to tack on. I will say, okay, after shitting on those two women and that insane choice that they happen to make in the same episode, what uh, insane thing to do to your hair. I have not cared really once for even a split second about Andrew and Amira because uh, they were born outside of in her first episode where she said, I like looking at videos of makeup. I was like, that's hilarious. I love that. I love that for you. And I, too, like look say like videos of makeup, but I would never say that. I don't think that's a sentence I wouldn't have even thought of. Uh She's going through all of this crazy shit, trying to get to the United States before the visa expires. And it's like clearly the height, height, height of the pandemic and the shutdowns and borders closing. It's very scary. Everything that's gone that's like happened to her is is truly very scary and like not easy to make fun of. So I don't. Now she's in this last stage of trying to get back to trying to get to the United States and is like zooming with Andrew and He's just not really been the best guy, clearly, throughout this whole process. He's just, there's so many awful things I could say about him. But it appears she makes a statement like, well, you and I have been fighting a lot. And on the show, when he's on camera, he's like eerily calm and gentle and like not at all hostile. And when she says that on camera, he does this like absolutely like, what? What are you talking about? In a very scary way that implies to me off camera, he does yell at her or he does have more aggressive fights. And she's like, yeah, I just, we just have had this whole thing has been really difficult and we fight a lot. And so it's just making me nervous about going to a country with a man I fight with a lot. And it's you don't get to see people have these thoughts and say them out loud on 90 Day Fiance. You don't ever see people be like, actually, maybe this is not a smart idea for me. So all of a sudden my ears perk up. I was like, this is this 90 Day Fiance still? Did I change the channel? And then he goes, well, baby, you know that all I want, uh, baby, 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 he like, says baby all the time. All I want is for you to come to the United States and then we're going to start a family together like right away. And she was like, yeah, I mean, yeah, if everything works out. And he has this like really spooky, like silent moment. And then he's like, what do you mean? And she's like, well, we're again, we're fighting a lot. So I don't know if I would want to have babies with you or get ma- like we're 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 fighting a lot. But if we don't fight then yeah then that would be great I'm just you know I have doubts I'm getting nervous because we're fighting a lot and it's so wonderful and empowering I love it so much like she just stands her ground and is like that would make no sense for me to at this point have babies with you you weird creepy guy with a horrible mustache uh and it was just really exciting to see so good for her and I don't know, it was like, we don't know if she actually ever does come to the States. I don't know that the editors, I also do not trust. And it's like, does she get here? And then they, or does she, does this like really turn her off and then she doesn't go? I don't know. But it was exciting. Cause you just, oh, oh. And then this is what something I wanted to ask you. Sorry, I'm rambling. No, it's okay. But she is stuck in Serbia in this hotel where she can't even get food. Like the circumstances are so, right. so awful. And then. He goes, don't worry, baby. When you come here, we have all these fun thing plan- things planned. I'm going to take you camping? No. And I was like, that's that's a crime. Like, that would be, I would be, I would 
break down in tears at the thought of that. Like, you, I'm sorry. I'm going through these flaming hoops to get to America, and you're going to take me to sleep outside? <laughs> <laughs> I also just think about how all these women must have, like, such terrible opinions of what the United States looks like. And fair, honestly. Like, if I went to the Ukraine and I, like, had the experiences they're having in one city, like, outside of, you know, a main metropolitan area, I would be like, Ukraine sucks, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so, and I was also thinking, like, to your point, that, like, if I said to Mike, you know, if the situation was Mike was in the United States and I was in France and we had to do the K-1 visa and I was like, hey, I got arrested in Mexico and turned around with no phone for three days. It was really scary. Now I'm going to try to fly through Serbia and there's like fucking riots here and I can't mm-hmm. get any food. Mike would be like, hey, I will see you when I see you. I love you. I want you to be safe. Like, I will be here. Like, no worries. Like, do whatever makes you feel comfortable. Because that's what love is. I know I said that to Tony where I was like, I was like, imagine being with someone who, first of all, like, and, and taking gender out of it, I think like everybody, no matter how you identify, whoever you're with should make you feel safe. And you should feel like your safety is a priority of theirs. And there is nothing about Andrew that has demonstrated he cares about her being safe or that he would ever do anything to make her safe. He's a weak-ass, annoying, little creepy bitch. And so it's like, I just am like, why are you why are you going to the ends of the earth to be with this guy? What is appealing about him, even on the most like basic level? I don't get it yeah camping would be the final straw for me i'd be like really uh i think i'm just gonna go back to fucking paris did you not hear me when i said i like watching videos of makeup andrew i am not interested in sleeping in a tent outside thank you but it's like just the worst thing to say it was the worst um Oh, and then my last thought about 90 Day was that I really, really loved this, like, reproposal scene between Tarek and Hazel, where it just felt like there was some real, very authentic, positive emotions between them. Dare I say love, Alyssa. Dare I say true, true love. <laughs> uh, it was just a very, like, sweet scene where he did clearly care about making her feel important and special and was like, listen, this whole year has really sucked and Hazel had to make big sacrifices to come here and she has left her son Harry behind and now the coronavirus is very scary and she's been like going through a lot of shit with me. I've made mistakes. I just like want to make her feel better. And it was so sweet and genuine and nice and such a, again, contrasting moment in this show of just absolute hot mess debacles who just do anything to destroy each other and like tear each other down. Like... To have this in between all of the really, like, spiteful fights and Yari being, Yari, Yara saying to Joby, like, I don't even want to hear your voice. Like, don't even talk to me. It's like, oh, there's still true love out there. I also want to give a shout out to Tarek's female friend whose name I don't know, unfortunately. But when they were having the conversation about how Hazel was, like, that's her name, right? Yeah. Yeah, was uncomfortable with Tarek, like, talking on the phone to another girl in the Philippines his friend mm-hmm. was like, yo, like, you're going to marry her, and she left her child for you, so you need to yes. make her feel comfortable and stop talking to this person. And I was like, yeah, I th- I think that's fair, and I'm glad someone's on her side in this country where nobody knows her, you know? I yeah, that was great. 100%. I know. I loved everything about that scene, too. And also, by everything about that scene, I mostly mean the shirt he was wearing that it was a map of I Thailand. <laughs> 
attire. Not the best attire uh, for that conversation. Wow. No, no, it's so funny. But there's just something so, um, just so earnest about him that even he would be, there's things that he's doing that are clearly shitty. And then he'll be like, oh, they weren't, I wasn't being shitty, but I see how it looks bad. And it's just like a sweet, he's just such a sweetheart to me. Um, and I am waiting because of what the show has taught me for the other shoe to drop and like something horrible to happen. But it was uh, it was a very ultimately sweet episode for the two of them. And it just feels like they do. They are they do care about each other and they're invested and they're like at least sort of trying their best. Uh, but yeah, that that's that's all for me, folks. I just wanted to um, say before we wrap up that we have we're just going to do a little tease. We have some really fun interviews that we're stacking up for you guys. So those will be coming in the near you future. read my mind. I was going to say the same thing. Oh, my gosh. Uh, we're like so on the same page right now. But yeah, really, really exciting interviews that are really, really cool. So don't worry. We haven't stopped doing that portion. We're just like having a little glow up. Which is exciting. Yeah, it's super exciting. Um, But thank you guys for listening to Just Us. We love chatting about this shit and, you know, talking with you about it on the Instagram and posting emergency videos and all of it. It's very fun. (laughs) I wonder what will happen Uh, the second we stop recording. (laughs) I know. The second I hit stop, it's going to be like, J-Lo and A-Rod already had five children together or something crazy. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, But 